If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, hello, sweet listeners, and welcome back to the In the Meadow podcast. I'm your host, Victoria, otherwise known as Vic in the Meadow on all my corners of the internet. And tis the season. Today, we are talking about getting through seasonal depression, seasonal affective disorder season. But first, my little update, what's new, what's happening, what's going on in my life. It has been a really rough past week for both myself personally and the world. When you're listening to this, it'll be a rough two weeks. I try and record these the Monday before the coming Sunday. I think I ended up taking at least a week off of the internet there just with everything happening with Israel and Gaza, trying to keep healthy boundaries of how much I'm consuming versus taking a break from the news and journalists and content. And there's like the weird phenomenon of just being grateful that we even have the opportunity to take a break because the people there don't. Anywho, I don't want to make this too heavy because I know for me at least podcasts are a nice escape from current events and what's happening in the world. And I'm sure many of you have already seen donation links, but just in case, I'm going to pop a link in the episode description here that is vetted and donates to four different rescue efforts and relief in Palestine. Oh, anyways, what else has been going on with me? Not a whole lot. Still in my assessment with my ERP for OCD, so haven't started the big scary part of therapy yet, although 
I have an appointment in two days and I have no idea what that's going to bring. I'm trying to learn to sit with that discomfort and trick myself into being excited for it because I do know it is probably going to make me feel better. It just might make things worse first, which is a big scary. Anywho, it also finally feels like fall weather here in Canada, which is why I'm making this episode. It was so, so very strange. We were having like 27 degree weather and like overnight, suddenly it was eight degrees. It's been rainy and gloomy and we are starting our gray season here in Southern Ontario, which if you know, you know, I don't even know if it's just Southern Ontario. I feel like it's most of Ontario where we don't really get much sun anymore. It's always just kind of gray. Once the precipitation starts, you don't really get snow that sticks until the new year. It's just kind of like gray slush, gross slushy snow on the roads. Very gray. It's not the vibe. It is not the vibe. Listen, I love fall, but I like a nice sunny fall day with crunchy leaves. I love the occasional rainy day so I can sit inside and watch Twilight. I feel like this fall's been a little, a little wonky because I haven't been able to go and do all the fall things that I want to. I don't know about y'all in the rest of the world, but due to our really mild winter last year and this kind of shift of the season, apple picking has been all messed up. The place that I usually go apple picking didn't even have pick your own open until like a week ago and then they only had one type of apple which I know that sounds wacky maybe but there used to be like eight different kinds even just last year and it just it's a little freaky and I feel really bad for their businesses because I know it was a tough growing season for all these orchards it seems and I'm not a farmer. I don't know exactly what goes into that but I know that the weather has had a big effect with that. So apple picking is out of the question for this year because now it's too cold for the little me to be outside. I'm outside too long when it's windy and rain and yuck. I don't know about any of y'all. I get like inner ear pain and sinus headaches and I just feel generally unwell. That's why seasonal affective disorder time is just extra hard because I am hibernating. I will be indoors. Anyhow, yeah, fall, it's just been, it's been a little wonky. You know, we watch all the Halloween Town movies, but it hasn't quite been the right mood for a lot of Halloween-y stuff. And I love Halloween usually. So I think I'm going to trick myself this coming weekend into watching more Halloween related stuff. Because I saw a bunch of the autumn Hallmark movies and that's good and fun, but like I need to get myself into that Beetlejuice mode. We also, this isn't so much to do with the world, just with our finances. We haven't decorated our porch this year. Usually I like to do like some mums and like the green warty pumpkins. And you know what? That's just not in budget this year. And that's okay. And I'm telling myself that because it doesn't feel okay inside, but I know it's okay because it means I still have a roof over my head and food on the table. And that's more than some people can say that I am missing the joy of pumpkins and mums on my porch to greet me when I get home. Yeah, just kind of funky feeling, I suppose, already, which is why I put this podcast together, because I think we all are going to need a little bit of extra support. There's just weird energy happening in the world lately, and tools and things to look forward to is really, really beneficial as we move into the fall and winter seasons. I also haven't looked at my calendar. I don't know when daylight savings is coming. I'm sorry if I'm talking about this way too soon. I can't remember if it's late October or mid-November. I feel like it might be mid-November around Remembrance Day. I don't know, but for me, I am making my plan of attack now to prevent burnout and spiraling later on in the season. So let's 
let's hop on into it. So like I was saying, this is a hard time of year for a lot of people. Again, I can mostly speak to Canadians where for us, you know, we look forward to the burr months, September, October, November, December, but it gradually gets harder and harder, especially once daylight savings time is hit because it is those really gray months. Heaven forbid, then come January, February, March, it is dragging on for us because that is the thick of our winter here in Ontario. Nobody wants to be scraping their car before work in the dark, getting ice and mounds of snow off. And then by the time you leave work, it's once again dark and you're once again scraping more ice and snow off your car. It's not conducive for good mental health for a lot of us. Yeah, though I do need to preface this, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a therapist, I'm not a nutritionist. This is simply some things that I do as a homebody that I find helpful to be mindful of. Because I wanna go from feeling Eeyore to feeling like the bear on the celestial sleepy time tea packaging. Nothing against Eeyore, the guy's just sad. But that being said, I'm not gonna be talking about supplements here at all or food. I think that those are something that you need to work with a like certified dietitian, nutritionist, whatever the heck the professionals are called, a doctor. You know, there's a, so much talk around supplements this time of year, even like vitamin D, but you really do need to have blood work done to confirm if you actually need these things. The other thing is that supplements, they're absorbed with the help of other nutrients in your body, right? So something that some of y'all might remember from even like biology in high school is the sodium potassium pump, right? Sodium and potassium work very closely together. That happens with a lot of nutrients in our body. So there's a lot of people that are taking supplements where they're not even being properly absorbed due to the way that you're taking them or the form or the strain that you're taking. And it can actually do worse for the body. The other thing is that supplements aren't regulated. So that's a whole kind of scary thing in itself. Not every brand is the same and some have way too much in them. And people that are already on medications, you need to be really careful when taking supplements because there are interactions between pharmaceutical medications and vitamins and supplements as well. So work with a professional. Don't go willy-nilly out there. I know the internet is full of holistic advice and I just want you to think for yourself and think clearly and seek professionals help where you're not a professional. Doing Google research does not make you a professional despite what a lot of people these days might and I know that's nuanced. We're not going fully into that. That's something you don't have access to that you're not the people I'm talking to. It's the people that are able to seek professional help alongside taking supplements that I highly encourage you to do so. Now that leads me to my first point, which is that if you take medication to help your mental health, ensure and come up with a plan to remember to be taking your medications every single day because it's easy to forget, especially with that time of year, if you're waking up later, you don't have as much of a schedule, it's hard to drag yourself out of bed, you start to lose your morning and nighttime routines, set alarms on your phone, put a sticky note on your door so that before you leave, it says, did you take your meds? Or if you're somebody that tends to forget if you even did, you can get a little button that you can slide yes or no to. You know how you have them for like the dishwasher where it says clean or dirty? I've seen them for, you know, did you feed the dog, yes or no? So that partners can also navigate things in the morning. Get one for your medication where you can slide as soon as you take it and get into the routine. Yes, I took it or leave it on no, I haven't yet. Whatever you need to do to get into that habit to ensure you're taking care of yourself in the way that you need to, really important take your meds. Now, this next one, I know it might seem obvious, but if there's anything I've learned from my day job, reminding people of the little things and the foundations of taking care of ourselves really can make a difference because it, we're so good at bullying ourselves out of doing basic 
self-care needs for ourselves because we're just too busy or too lazy. Things that we would tell our friends and family to do that we should be doing ourselves. And that is to get outside or, or, or at least get some sunlight in your eyes. In the mornings, even if it's not sunny, even if it's kind of gray, if you're home for the day or at your office, open the curtains up wide, open them right up, let some light into your house as long as you can. Even on those overcast days, you're still going to get some ounce of natural light into your home and you have to enjoy that during the day. It makes the world of difference, I promise. Or if you're up for going outside, bundle up, bring an umbrella, whatever time of year it might be, dress for the occasion or overdress so that you can peel off layers and start with like five minutes, just a little walk down your street if you're having a hard day and a full-fledged walk feels hard, or maybe it's just a walk to the end of your driveway. Check the mail, put the garbage out. That's still something and that's something to celebrate rather than be hard on yourself and be like, oh, I just can't do it today. You can't do it every day. That's not realistic with a lot of people's mental health in the winter and that time of the year. Pat yourself on the back for doing even the smallest little bit. Getting fresh air, getting sunlight in your eyes makes such a difference. For me, one way I like to do this too is just like a little drive even, especially like I said, those slushy months where, you know, for me, I am a fall risk. I can't afford to break my elbow again. I am not walking when it's slushy or icy. So a little drive so long as it's safe like to get a warm tea, put on a good playlist, and it can just make life feel worthwhile again. It might sound dramatic, but again, if you deal with seasonal affective disorder, you know you have to seek out those little moments that give you that pocket of joy and reassurance that there's good in the world still, things are gonna get better. Okay, this next one, I love, and I love doing this year round, but especially in the fall and winter, and that is find and seek out treasures every single day. And I do mean treasures. Maybe it's a pine cone, maybe it's a feather, a really nice smooth rock you like to run your fingers over, or maybe you clip off a sprig of pine. You find the perfect snowflake. Intentionally seeking out the joy of small little things. Y'all, I love my treasures. I have a little Instagram highlight I made of my treasures so that I can look back at them. And they're not all things. Some of them are moments, like when I see my little bird friends. But holding on to those little treasures of the day really can bring little ounces of joy into your life. And again, especially in this wacky economy, there's a lot of people, especially femme people I find, who might have some undiagnosed legitimate shopping addictions where you're seeing that dopamine rush or, you know, even just being online all the time, consuming on TikTok, which like TikTok is 99% the shopping channel now. It's these must-haves, it's this. Even if it's like an independent artist showing their cardigan that they knit, it's constantly pushing us to seek other things out and think that we don't have enough and it creates that not enoughness. So I try really hard and I've been really trying to stay off social media as much as I can, which I know is funny since I kind of post on there for, you know, I don't want to say a living because it's not my job, but I have, I have a little bit of a following. Y'all know I love boundaries and that's why I love the podcast because it doesn't feel like an online thing because I get to just do it with a microphone and I don't, I don't keep a computer pulled up in front of me when I do this. I have my pen and paper notebook. Now, anyhow, anyhow, I'm just saying I recognize that the internet is full of 
push to consume. And I try and be mindful of how often I'm posting that type of content. It is inevitable. And I know people do value recommendations from other people. I do as well. I think that's one of the beautiful sides of the internet. You know, when you're looking for something specific with, you know, maybe your style, your skin needs, dietary needs, whatever it might be but it's finding that balance. So for me, I've had a good relationship with finding treasures now instead of adding things to my wish list, adding things to my cart, adding things to my mental list of, ooh, I want that or I want a dupe of that, whatever it might be. I'm getting that little gratification from finding little treasures instead. And if you live somewhere warm, maybe this is something even more fun. If you can go to the beach and look for sea glass or little shells. Although if you live somewhere that doesn't have to deal with this, maybe you don't deal with seasonal affective disorder? I am so curious now. I've never pondered this as someone who lives somewhere with four very distinct seasons, places without those, you know, big seasonal changes. Do they just not have to deal with seasonal depression? I don't know. I don't know, but I sure am curious. If you fall into that category of someone that lives somewhere nice, that doesn't really get cold, cold or snow, please let me know if that's something that is normal or common in your neck of the woods. This can be fun to do with friends too. Maybe you want to go out for a little walk with a pal through the woods, look for some treasures. I don't know, maybe you're into like foraging and you're looking for edible plants or mushrooms or whatever the heck you might be looking for, or medicinal herbs, and going out and having a little treasure hunt. Super duper fun. Okay, this next one, I know it's something you've probably heard before, but that's creating a routine, getting up at the same time every single day. And when I say every single day, I mean every single day. And I know this puts a lot of people off because they're like, my weekend. However, a lot of y'all might notice as the days roll on the weekends with seasonal depression that you're just staying in bed for way too long because you're doing the, well, what is the point? It's really outside. I'm going to be inside all day. I don't want to do anything. I don't have the energy to do anything. And again, I know it's not as simple as that. And I encourage people who feel that they need additional help to talk to their doctor. But if you're looking for ways to just try and reframe your days and your routine, get out of bed. Even if you just get out of bed on your PJs and move to the couch, create a routine. And I've started doing this myself where you know, I'm, I'm lucky I don't have to get up super duper early on weekdays for work, typically, you know, like 7, 7.30. So I continue that through the weekends. You know, maybe you're someone though where you have to get up real early for work on the weekdays, like 5 a.m. I don't know if that's real early to me. Maybe on the weekends, you let yourself sleep until 7. You know what I mean? Just something where you're still in enough routine where you're not going to screw up your sleep schedule for Sunday night before work starts Monday morning. You're not letting yourself, you know, quote unquote, waste away your whole day. And I'm not saying you're wasting away your day if you sleep in, but I'm saying when you get caught in the seasonal depression spiral, you can feel that way where it's suddenly 10 a.m. and you're like, well, there goes the whole morning. What's the point in getting up now? I've already wasted my morning. What's sleeping another or laying in bed for another two hours? Then it's noon and it just repeats the pattern. So for me, having that morning routine on my days off is still super duper important. It makes me feel a sense of purpose and it also helps regulate your circadian rhythm. Again, helps you just stay in better alignment for the work days as well. Generally, my system feels more regulated when I'm just sticking with a routine. And like, yeah, maybe that makes me a bit of a granny, making sure that on a Saturday night, I'm still in bed with my tea and my book by 9.30. I do not care. I do not care what anyone else thinks. I think you have to think that way to exist online anyhow. But I just don't care. And I proudly wear the nickname that my friends have given me for the past 15 years of Grandma Vic. Because I know I feel my best when I am sticking to my 
you know, rituals, routines, whatever you want to call it. I don't love the word routine because it feels not fun. Ritual sounds like a little more uh, voluntary, selective. So for me, in the morning, I like to get up right away. I don't even lay on my bed on my phone at all. That is a hard note because I will be stuck in bed on my phone. And my phone, not a good way for me to start my day. I like to pop on an audiobook. So I guess technically on my phone, but the screen is locked, whatever. I pop on my audiobook through Libby, which again, I talk about this all the time and I know there's lots of people still though that catch an episode where they're like, they haven't heard mentioned before. Libby is a free app through your local library where you can borrow eBooks and audiobooks. Anyhow, 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 you can Google to figure out how to do that. I love it. Great, great way to start my day popping on a little audiobook, brushing my teeth, wash my face or shower, whatever's going on. And immediately I go, I make a nice warm tea or a nice warm lemon water in the winter. So, so yum. Something comfy, something cozy. I put on my little robe while I'm getting ready. That's, that's it. It's not a complex morning routine. I'm not taking a bajillion supplements. I'm not making a wellness shot. I'm typically making whatever was the cheapest tea at the grocery store. My big snuggy wearable blanket, which I am currently wearing because it is 8.20 in the morning and this was my work before I head to my office today. I'm having an okay day so far. I didn't open my curtains in the office, which was a mistake on my behalf. I also don't feel quite in the throes yet and sometimes it helps me focus to not have distractions of my bird friends out the window. If you've listened before, you know. You know I get distracted by my bird friends. The crows will start calling. I need to go put some peanuts out. I hear the blue jays yapping. They want some nuts. Anyhow, creating routine, creating regularity of going to bed and getting up around the same time every day. For me, anyhow, helpful. Again, not a professional. What do I know? On that note of kind of giving yourself purpose, another thing that I in the past have found super duper helpful, I know that the schmandamak kind of skewed this for a little while for people as things were not as accessible or safe to do, but that's getting out and finding purpose in your community. So for me, this looked like volunteering. No, not everyone has maybe the time for this, but even an hour every week and hear me out, it can be really beneficial for you. One that I loved doing in the past is volunteering with a greyhound rescue, which this can also look like an animal shelter, a cat rescue, whatever it might be in your area. You know, our local animal control, humane society, whatever centers, all need volunteers, whether it's fostering cats, which is a bit more of a commitment, but they need dog walkers and commit to one or two shifts a week. Maybe it's just, maybe you say, you know, every Sunday at 10 a.m., you're available if they need you. You're added to their call list. You show up, you'll walk the dogs. So it is usually rain or shine, which I think can be a good thing because again, bundle up in the not so fun weather, it still gets you outside and I guarantee an hour in crummy weather with a cutie little dog is so much better than staying inside spiraling and getting into those pits of pity party and sadness and depression. So volunteering with animal rescues, even if it's just an event, right? With Christmas coming up, a lot of rescues are fundraising. They're doing Christmas craft shows, whatever. My brain is like short-circuiting. Events, events, things, they're auctioning off things, whatever it might be. Volunteering with those can be super duper rewarding. And if you're an animal person, it gets you, you know, free little extra cuddle time with some cutie pie animals. Or if you like kids, you can also look into the local schools in your area. And as long as you do like a police check and fill out the proper forms to volunteer, you can go read books to kids. Or you can volunteer with libraries as well for different programs that they have. There's so many things in your community that I guarantee need assistance and volunteers and support. You just kind of have to seek it out. As someone who doesn't have a ton of friends and finds it hard to leave the house, 
volunteering has been something really important throughout my entire life that both makes me feel good and benefits me as well by just keeping me in a routine, meeting new people out of my comfort zone, maybe a tiny bit, but I always just feel so happy and fulfilled after a day of volunteering, as long as it's with something that I like and I'm having fun with. You know, maybe you don't have the time for that. Maybe it's too much. Alternatively, set weekly call times with your your mom, your best friend, grandma, grandpa, whoever it might be. Intentionally write it into your planner, carve out a piece of time. Maybe it's in the morning to help give you that purpose. Get out of bed. Talk to your community. And again, not just for you, but to support them as well. It's easy for us to get wrapped up in our own world, but it can mean everything, especially to an older person to have you call them and say, how are you really doing? What's new with you? I know when my grandma was still alive, she got so excited every single time I called and I'd call once or twice a week. And she was always like, oh, it's so nice. You're the one grandchild I always regularly hear from. And I took pride in that. And of course, again, it's whoever's, you know, right in your life for you. This doesn't have to be family by blood. Found family and chosen family is just as valuable. But the beauty of phone calls, I think, is getting lost among generations, especially I know for me, like I usually hate phone calls. If someone calls me, I'm not picking up. But when it's with my select people that I feel fully comfortable with, I'm comfortable with being myself, a phone call is just a really nice way to connect, especially people that don't live super duper close. You know, maybe you can just stop by for tea or coffee or whatever, but in this wild world, there's so many people we meet through the internet where that's a wonderful time to hop on a call, get to know someone a little better, and just like vent and listen and make a connection. Ooh, on that note, I know this is like a little jumping all over the place. I have base notes to kind of keep me on track, but y'all know I'm doing my best to stay on the rails. Sometimes we just go on little side quests. Anywho, another one that I highly recommend is making your environment at home your little sanctuary. Because like I said, it is harder to leave the house. We naturally spend more time at home. Ambient light is so, so nice. You know, some people like the, what are they called? Like the seasonal affective disorder lamps where it imitates sunlight. Those never really worked for me. I don't know. So I just like to create cozy, warm toned lights because we don't like the big light. The big lights are the enemy. I like lots of lamps, flameless candles, candles in general as well, and just creating like a really cozy vibe. Lots of plants too. I don't have as many as I'd like because I can only keep pothos alive. That's kind of my comfort level. They've done well for me for the past decade and that is about it. But I've got lots of golden pothos around the house, cascading around, just having green. I feel like it tricks the brain into thinking you're getting little bits of outside while you're still in the comfort of your warm, toasty home. So I think plants are great, even if they're artificial, even if you're just like a fake plant person, that still is enough to trick the brain. And y'all know, y'all know I'm gonna say this, but the birds, hello. Winter is the best time to feed the birds because there is a lack of natural food sources for them. So providing and supplementing food and nutrition is so, so valuable for the birds in your community. My personal favorite, and you guys know I've talked about it before, is my window feeder that I have. And if you've been on my Instagram, you've seen the pictures on my story, but it's a clear little suction cup bird feeder that goes right on the window. I fill it with seed and peanuts and the blue jays and cardinals come up all year round to visit. And it just makes me so happy while I'm sitting on my couch, watching a movie or from having a hard day, rotting away and seeing the little birdies come up and they'll give a little squawk. They're calling their buddies. You have to stay really still. If you make any sudden movements, they're going to spook away while they're getting to know you. It's just a way to feel a little connected to the grander scheme of things in the world. And I love birds. I love nature. I never cared about birds until semi-recently. And now 
I notice them everywhere I go. And it really, really brings me those small pieces of joy that I was talking about, where you can just value the little things, the literal little things, the little guys. But you can also get, you know, whether it's a regular bird feeder for your garden, if you can see that from out your window or bird window feeders on Amazon or your local bird stores. I think Wild Birds Unlimited is a popular store all across Canada and America, maybe. And they have lots of feeder options. They're so, so great. There are lots of great food with added calcium. God, I could do a whole episode just about birds. But once again, that gives me purpose. And a couple times a week when I fill the feeder up, it just, it makes me feel like I'm contributing to the little ecosystem just a little bit and making some birdies and whoever's passing through a little extra happy finding a nice yummy snack. Create an environment that is conducive to you and whatever your needs are. And again, that might look different for me. It's whatever's best for you. Maybe it's cleaning up your space, whatever it is, whatever it is. I don't love cleaning in that time of the year or decluttering because it feels overwhelming. I just like to set myself up for success so that I can just exist and just get by, get through the hard months. The next one again, kind of a common theme, but I'm going to take a little bit of a different approach and that is movement. Now, I don't go to the gym. I don't run. I am not an active person by any means. However, I do think movement is really important anytime you're feeling in a funk. It's not just with seasonal affective disorder, but anytime you're having a hard time emotionally or feeling kind of junky funky, moving around really can make a difference. For me, one that I really like to do is yoga with Adrian on YouTube. And this is anytime I'm in any kind of pain, digestive distress. Oh my gosh, yoga with Adrian has some wonderful short yoga videos for free for digestion. So she's awesome. And if you look up like gentle yoga with Adrian, there's so many ones you can do like from bed. So, so it's nice and restorative, right? Like I've been to yoga classes before where you feel like you're getting a workout. That's just, that's just not my vibe. Also, just like to do it from the comfort of my own home. I don't even own a yoga mat anymore. I just do it on the carpet or boozled dog beds, and that's good enough for me. Another really fun one is just like dancing it out. And I don't mean like, I mean, if you're a professional dancer, sure, have at it. But I am not by any means. I just like to put on my favorite playlist when I am in the comfort of my own home, alone, by myself, not feeling judged, and just like shake around. Sometimes it literally looks like jumping around and years ago, I worked with a, I think she was called like a somatic therapist, maybe. She was also a dance therapist, which I think is super duper cool and a regular psychotherapist as well. But she specialized in movement with therapy. And throughout therapy, she showed me a ton of techniques, but just how moving parts of your body can really help, like, I don't know, I know, release emotion, move stagnant energy sounds a little bit out there. But even if it's placebo, I really think it can just physically move you into a different mindset. Even if you just feel 5% better after, that's an extra 5% that you didn't have before. So what do you have to lose? Maybe it's jumping around. If you've seen Grey's Anatomy, how Christina and Meredith dance when they do their little, their little silly dancey time, uh, something like that. Maybe you're just sitting and it's literally a matter of shaking your hands out or taking your leg and stomping one of your feet down. Whatever it might be, just getting some gentle movement happening in your body. It does not have to look pretty. It just has to feel good. And you know, if you're a gym person, whatever, go to the gym, go for a walk. But I am just taking the bare basics approach for those of us who have a hard time even fathoming doing that. So little bits of movement from the comfort of your home really can make a big difference for your brain. Yes, this next one has helped me a lot in the past and I hope it can help you. And that's setting alarms in your phone for things like 
water and food can be so easy to forget or leave behind basic self-care and hygiene as seasonal depression sinks in. Anyone with any mental health struggles knows this when you're in the throes of it and the depths of it, that it is hard to perform basic daily tasks. It's important to remember that no matter what state you're in, that you are worthy and deserving of nourishment and basic self-care. You are so inherently worthy without having to prove anything or show anything. So set alarms on your phone. Auto set them for, you know, maybe it's 9 a.m., 11 a.m., every two hours throughout certain periods of the day or you're at work and say, drink water. Have a snack. Around lunch, did you eat your lunch? An alarm 15 minutes before you leave for work. Did you brush your teeth? Did you brush your hair? And I know it might be annoying having all these alarms going off and you might feel annoyed at first, but then you start to realize, oh, hey, these alarms are actually making me do these things. Aha, it's paying off. I also like to set the ringtone to a fun little tone. I know some people have their call tones, whatever. You can pick, there's so many that the iPhones have at least now, a fun little jingle so it doesn't have to be the same sound as your alarm. Because if you pick the ringtone to be the same as your morning alarm, your brain might associate that with a not fun time. So pick something fun. Or if you're someone that likes to download ringtones, pick like your favorite song, whatever it might be, set some alarms. And maybe it's, you know, whatever it might be, call mom, whatever. Set lots of alarms. Disrupts your day. It forces you out of those moments and maybe you snooze it. Maybe you snooze for 15 minutes and then it rings again and then finally you get up. Snooze as many times as you need to until you finally get up and do it. Just do it at some point. Or if you dismiss the first alarm when the second water alarm goes off, make sure you go and drink double. Basically, what I'm saying here is prioritize you. Prioritize yourself and spend your energy on those basic foundations because we can't be going above and beyond. We can't be pouring from an empty cup if we aren't setting a good foundation to set ourselves up to be able to function day to day. And that's just it with seasonal affective disorder season. It's not necessarily thriving. It might just be surviving and that is okay. Whatever helps you get through day to day and make it out to the spring and summer once again. On that note of winter holidays, prioritizing yourself. I think this is really important and that is just prioritizing yourself. So what does this mean around holidays? And I know for Americans, y'all haven't had your Thanksgiving yet. We are, that is in the past by weeks already here in Canada, but whether it's Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, Hanukkah, whatever you might have going on, prioritize yourself and skip holidays. If your family isn't a healthy environment, you're working on boundaries, say, you know what? No. I cannot handle this this year. I'm going to go have Christmas with my best friend or maybe your partner's family or your best friend's family. Whatever it is and whatever position you're in, don't feel guilty. I know it's hard because if this is the first year you're doing this and setting those boundaries, your family might have some pushback. But I know I'd rather deal with pushback once or twice and be able to enjoy that day the way that I want to rather than doing something out of obligation and it really suffering and affecting my mental health at the end of the day. In general, say no to plans that will further drain you. Maybe it's not as extreme as the holidays. Maybe that's something you're not ready to tackle yet, but maybe someone that's unhealthy in your life is, you know, whether it's a coworker, a friend, family that is trying to get you to go for dinner on Friday night, whatever it might be, just say no. You don't have to give an excuse. If a little white lie, bullshit excuse is going to make things a little easier. Sure. As long as it's not harming anyone, but take care of yourself, prioritize yourself and give yourself the space to say no and to do things that are not going to further drain you and deteriorate 
your mental well-being. We'll talk more about that as the holidays get closer too, because I know it's it's not as simple as that. And again, I'm not a professional, so it's just what's worked for me. But as someone who only sees my mom and my stepdad for the holidays, I think I have a little bit of lived experience from my personal situation on how I've navigated that. So if that's something maybe we'd like to hear, just let me know. Okay, the next bit of this is sinking into the cozy. And I know, what is it? Um, in Sweden, is it? The huga, the like coziness lifestyle. I'm probably butchering the concept of this. In the winter was popular, you know, like 10 years ago. I mean, it, it's been popularized in Western culture. Obviously, it is a part of their culture. Exactly that, sinking into the cozy and making winter you know, maybe not making it, but tricking your brain into thinking that it's an opportunity, an opportunity to be cozy, comfy, and find the goodness in it if you can. Even if you think that you're lying to yourself, lie to yourself then. Trick yourself. Say, oh my gosh, I can't wait to stay in all day in my comfy cozies and have tea and not be able to leave my house because there's too much snow. Sometimes you have to make fun of the situation a little bit to get through it. But I like, y'all know, I like to pretend my life is a little Hallmark movie romanticizing my life, finding those glimmers. If you haven't listened to the episode on romanticizing your life and glimmers, I've got a bunch in there. I'm not even going to touch further on it right now because you can listen to that whole episode to have tips and tricks about romanticizing your life, making life feel like a Hallmark movie and appreciating the little things. But I find that just especially important in the fall and winter when everything just feels dreary and doomed. Look for those small things like a cup of peppermint tea, a hot Epsom salt bath, a cozy knit sweater. Just sink into those moments. So many of us are running on autopilot day to day. We're going through the motions rather than being present or we're looking forward to getting home from work the future. I just want to challenge you to find those tiny, tiny moments, even if they're real small, real small, find them in your days and just feel present in that moment and appreciate it. Again, I know it's not realistic for all of us. Not everyone loves their job. That's okay. That's super duper normal. You do need to find things to look forward to, right? So for me, that's why I love the holidays so much. It's things to look forward to. It's things to do. It's movies to watch to get me into the spirit, the season. Make some lists. Make a list of books that you'd like to read or go on Libby and join the wait list. Make a list of movies that you want to watch. Things to do on hard days, even if it's drive to Tim Hortons and get a hot chocolate with a peppermint tea bag in, which if you've never had that, oh my God. Just create things to look forward to. Again, that kind of just ties this all together where again, whether it's a phone call with your mom, whether you're going to go out and volunteer, whether it's just you're waking up to have your tea and go walk to the end of your driveway, having these little things in your day that you know you have coming up to look forward to, to break up the day, to take a break from work and walk outside, even if it's just walking out the front door, getting 30 seconds of fresh air, walking back inside to your office, whatever it might be, having those things to cherish and to look forward to and to just be present in that moment and recognize that you had that little moment and yeah, things might suck for another couple hours or maybe you're having a really hard day and the only thing that's bringing you peace in that day is going to bed. Whatever it might be, appreciating those little things. What I want to end this with, and I think this is very, very important and I know I've already mentioned it, but seek professional help when you need to. You do not get any type of award for trying to do things alone. We are so lucky in this world of modern medicine to even have access to treatment for things like seasonal depression. And maybe it's not, you know, if you're seeking medication 
maybe. Maybe it's not something that you take year round. Maybe it's something you only need for certain months of the year. That is a doable thing. Maybe you're, you know, feeling a little unsure about medication. Maybe you want to try therapy, which again, I know this is so nuanced because access to healthcare and the funds for therapy is so difficult and such a barrier in itself. Maybe the seeking help doesn't look like that. Maybe that's not realistic for you. Maybe it looks like talking to your partner or your mom or your roommate, whoever you're living with, if you're living with somebody and saying, hey, I'm really struggling right now. I'm having a really hard time. And I just want to let you know, like, you know, say if you have the capacity to support me a little bit and let them know what that looks like. That's the other important element. You have to ask for help. People are not mind readers. You tell someone, maybe you can support me a little bit more. They aren't going to know what that looks like for you. Be specific, be direct. Say, you know, it would really help me if you could remind me to brush my teeth, if you could help make dinner, if you could help fold my laundry, if you could keep me on top of, you know, oh, maybe you should go have a shower. Maybe we should go outside for a drive. Or did you pack something for a snack in the morning if you're not able to eat breakfast? Whatever it is, give them tangible examples of how they can support you. So easy to get into a pity party of thinking, oh, you know, I annoy everybody. I frustrate everybody. Nobody is there to help me. I help everyone. No one's there to help me. Which for sure is the case sometimes. But I think a lot of us forget that, you know, maybe you're somebody where you're really good at checking in with people. You're really good at coming up with ways that you think someone would be benefited by and how you can support them. But not everyone else operates that same way. And we can't fault people for that. People are not mind readers. So communication is so key. And I know I touch on this in a lot of episodes, but you really do need to communicate your needs and just let people know. And if you know, then you've communicated, people aren't able to meet those needs. That's a different topic. It's giving people the benefit of the doubt. And if they're open to supporting you and it's someone you feel safe with, I'm sure that they're going to try. Whatever capacity that might look like for them as well. Because I know we all have our own shit going on. In order to let people support you, you have to give them the opportunity. So... That is, that's basically it. I think we're around 40 minutes right now as I'm recording this. And I hope that some of this has been helpful, even if it's just been a reminder of things you already know and things you probably deep down know, but just sometimes we need to hear it from somebody else and we need that permission slip. So take care of yourselves. And if you have tips and tricks that are non-supplement related, because I'm not, not open to that at this point in my life, things that you do that help you get out of the schlump, let me know. I would love to hear. I love when y'all message me after you listen to the podcast on Instagram. It just makes me feel like it's more of a two-way street. Let me all hear from every single Sunday after you listen. And I love that because there's no comment section on a podcast. It's, it's such a weird form of media. It's a weird avenue where there isn't much feedback. And I, I'm, a, you know, the same person. I listen to a ton of podcasts of people I don't even follow on Instagram who I'd never think to message. But I guess I'm saying, I would love to talk to y'all. I love to hear that you're listening, what you're enjoying, what you want to hear about. You need to feel like a two-way street sometimes, okay? Get lonely too. Anyways, my DMs are always open on Instagram. They're closed on TikTok. I have a tumultuous relationship with TikTok. If you know, you know. I'm kind of wanting to break up with TikTok, but not sure. But Instagram, I'm always there at Vic in the Meadow. And yeah, I don't know what we're talking about next week yet. I got to think with the calendar when this is going up. The weekend after might be Halloween already, which I know I want to make a Halloween-y episode for Halloween, but yeah, I, I don't even know. I need to arrange the calendar a wee bit. But if next weekend is Halloween, we'll be talking more Halloween things. If it's not, I don't know. It's gonna be a surprise for all of us. Anyhow, thank y'all so much for listening. I really appreciate it and appreciate the support of everyone who shares this with a friend, shares it on their story, or just sends me a message, whatever it might be, or just enjoys it. You don't have to do any of that. That's a lot of energy. I know. 
just appreciate you for being here is what I'm saying. And this is the fun part of the podcast where I've just been a little rambly. We get to the end and, you know, it's early in the morning still. The brain is still booting up. But I am, I am off to go to my office job for the rest of the morning. I need to put on some Vaseline. Okay, this is a really quick lip balm side tangent. Anyone else who has really bad eczema or allergies and sensitivities, lip balm is the enemy. I have learned. I know a lot of people think you can get quote unquote addicted to it. It's not so much that as it is that your body develops a reaction to the ingredients. I've known that I'm sensitive to beeswax for a long time. I used to be fine with beeswax faced lip chops. And one day I just realized they're making my lips more peely and red and raw. I switched to like vegan lip balms with like coconut wax, I think, or something. I don't know. But what got me, and this is so sneaky sneak, I bought an Aquaphor lip balm. Because Aquaphor used to be harder to find in Canada. We only had Vaseline and found an Aquaphor lip balm. And I thought in my head, I'm like, oh, it's Aquaphor in a lip balm shape. No, 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 it's not, sweetie. I believe it has both beeswax and lanolin, which a lot of people are allergic to lanolin. I know there's a lot of people that say, oh, use nipple cream on your lips. It's so good. Nipple cream is lanolin. It comes from sheep's wool. A lot of people are either allergic to it or they develop allergies. Like I said, with beeswax, it's common too. To it. Anyways, 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 it was making my lips peel even more. Now, I went down like a rabbit hole of dermatologists online seeing like, what are people recommending? So I'm kind of sticking to Vaseline, but Vaseline more locks in the moisture, right? So I've been trying like using my hyaluronic acid serum on my lips and then putting Vaseline on top. I don't know yet, y'all. I don't know the answer here. I feel like everything I'm allergic to, but my lips are so sore. It's so cold and dry. The humidity is at an all-time low in my house, but I can't run the humidifier because we don't have good airflow. So then I'm going to get mold. Anyways, it's just a vicious cycle of my lips are going to be dry. They're going to be dry until springtime. And I am just trying my best to combat the pain. Anyhow, um, I don't know how the lip balm comment got in here, but I am going to go put on some lip balm now and go to work. And yeah, it's a Monday today as I'm recording this, the Monday before the Sunday that it will be posted up on. Monday for me means when I come home from work, I'm going to watch Hassan's stream on Twitch. That's where I've been getting a lot of my news with Israel and Palestine because I do not like the bias of mainstream media. And I'm not going to get further into that, but I do not like the current bias going on there and the villainization that they're painting certain communities in. And then watch the H3 podcast and I need to wash my hair tonight. Need to wash my hair tonight. That's going to be exhausting because if I don't blow dry my hair when it's cold out, I get headaches. So that is my uh, kind of mundane plans for the day and that's okay. I'm good with it. We have a little bit of sunlight today. I'm happy about it. So now that the rambles have rambled, <laughs> I will see y'all next Sunday. Every Sunday, 7 a.m. 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Santa's coming to town. Oh, I can't wait to watch Elf. Anyways, yes, I will see y'all next Sunday. I'm going to go for real this time. Thank you for listening. If you feel so inclined, you can leave a quick rating at a five on Spotify. I don't know how it works on Apple Podcasts. I deleted the app. It was too confusing. I'm a Spotify person through and through. I will see y'all next Sunday. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.